for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a returning special guest. It's been eight months, I think, right? We had you on in June, if I'm not mistaken. We yeah, have, uh, I think so. Brenda Carsey joining us again. How's it going? Hi, everybody. It's going good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, for sure. When you reached out to me, I was like, yeah, let's do this. I remember Yay. the last conversation we had was really good. So yeah. So. And then I also was like, I haven't talked to you since yeah, like the beginning of this whole current yeah. saga that I'm on. So yeah. Good, Which good to catch in. Getting to kind of getting the opportunity to follow your music from when we first were introduced to each other back last summer and just kind of getting to listen to a lot of the stuff you've been doing since then. It's been really amazing. I've really enjoyed. I haven't had a chance to listen to the full album yet, but that's you know, okay. when you have a 10 minute car ride to, to and from work, it's like you get one song, maybe two if you're lucky. And then, yeah. So, but from what I've heard, it's been, uh, been absolutely amazing and, you know, uh, really excited to jump into, jump into it. So thanks man. Um, I appreciate it. So obviously we're just coming off the uh, holiday season and we're fresh into 2023. Like Oh yeah. Little over a month. Uh, well, how, how have things been going so far for you? Oh, things have been, uh, really, really good for the most part. There was like two really intense things that happened right at the, the turn of the new year. Um, one was me losing a job, which was really unfortunate. And one was, um, a family health thing that I'll not, not be too uh, detailed about, but yeah. it was a really rough start to the year. Um, but then I released the album like, oh, like 10 days after all that happened and mm -hmm. still wanted to press forward with everything that was scheduled and planned and all that. And then, um, two weeks after that, I did a giant album release show in Los Angeles where we did, uh, an 11 piece band and we performed the album top to bottom nice. and it was, it was just so much fun. So all that has been really, really positive. Um, and just a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm glad that you were able to kind of take those negative situations and not let them deter you, you know, uh, yeah. 2021, I went through a couple of similar things like that. And it was, would have been very easy to be like, yep, I'm good. I'm going to just, you know, yeah, I'm done. But yeah, you know, just kind of the fact that you were able to, uh, uh, stick to your plans and get the album out and all that stuff. I'm really glad you were able to Thanks. kind of stick with it. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like just, you know, things happen that are out of your control and our, our goal, I think as humans is to kind of just face it with grace and try to, um, not detach in like a disconnected way, but just kind of detach in the sense that <laughs> acknowledge that you don't have control over it and that yeah. you still, that you will figure it out and things will work out in some way, some mm -hmm. way. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's kind of, or it's kind of helped mold my motto in life, which is, it is what it is. And it's like, it, that sounds mean and heartless, but it's like, that's very uh, Californian of you. Yeah. 
<laughs> I've only yeah. been to California once in my life. So it's like, yeah, but, you know, it, it's just one of those things for whatever reason, I started saying that about five years ago and it just, you know, it, it explains everything in a uh-huh. very short sentence. So, yeah. But, um, so let's jump, obviously 2023 has been a busy, hectic year for you, but you were able to get the album out. Uh, how long have you been working on this album? The album we started, um, in regards to just writing the music for mm-hmm. it, that started in 2018, believe it or not. And then, um, we were slated to go into the studio, the top of 2022, or excuse me, the top of 2020, yeah. um, to start recording. And that got postponed for obvious reasons. Yep. And then we finally went into the studio to move forward with everything in, um, the very end of April of 21. Mm-hmm. So just about like 13 months after we were supposed to, um, and we tracked it all in nine days, all 13 yes. tracks. And we, um, mixed it kind of just over a chunk of time. Like when we all had time, cause you know, we have lives and stuff going on. So we mixed it over like a few months and mastered and all that. And then everything was completely done and ready to go by the end of 2021. Nice. And then I just did a bunch of like strategic planning and didn't want to rush it. Cause it, you know, we had already waited for so long and I was like, it's been such a journey, like actually seeing this thing through and finishing it. So I took a lot of time to just kind of reflect on what, which songs to release and how and when and why and all that fun stuff and do the photo shoots, do all, all that other stuff that comes with it. And then we started releasing things when I met you yeah. in a, in June of 2022 is when we yeah. first started sprinkling out this album I literally yeah. had I literally had to go back and look because for some reason I felt like it had been longer than that because you know it feels it's, like it. it, it's 2023 so far has been one of those years where a lot of musicians that I met during the beginning of the pandemic so like mid 2020 they're starting to come back around with new mm, music right and it so they're starting to come back around on the podcast and for whatever reason I was just like. I feel like this was a 20 late 2020, 2021 podcast. And then I went back and looked, I was like, Nope, hundred percent wrong. 2022. So a lot's happened. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so this album, you said, uh, you started working on it in 2018, but obviously you've released music, just the music. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, and then you did, you were planning on going in to record it in 20, yeah, 2020. Uh, but obviously you've released a lot of music since then. You had your box cutter album and then a bunch of singles in between then. Was- and and sirens, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, those box cutter again was just an accident and mm-hmm. a, an experiment and was a byproduct of being locked in my house um during 2020. So that was just something that happened because I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then sirens was something that I had released a couple singles, or at least two singles in 20, uh, 2019 mm-hmm. for that album. And then I decided, I was like, should I release it? It was something I wasn't sure if I was going to release is where I'm going with this. Cause it wasn't technically like the genre that I am or, mm-hmm. you know, the thing I want to be known for, which is like more, that album is very acoustic folk music. Um, but again, shut down happened. I was like, well, let's release everything. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> So you, you finished kind of every, or you started doing the strategic planning as far as like releasing singles and stuff for, 
Uh, first off, what's the name of the album? I'm not going to sit here and butcher the name of this. The, it's it's Cognizance. Cognizance. Okay. Yes. I was sitting here. I was like, um, I I could try and pronounce this, but I'm going to butcher it no matter which way. But you know, it is what it is. So you you started uh, releasing singles in 2022. How did you go through the process of selecting what singles you wanted to put out? Um, the very first single I knew had to be the first single from the moment I wrote the song. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the one. Cause I feel like it encapsulated the album as a whole, myself as an artist as a whole, like how I feel about music. It was everything. Um, so that one was a no brainer. And then, um, the second single, we kind of toyed around between two of them and mm-hmm. just landed on the one that we did because I thought that the production, like the, the end result of the you know, the capturing of that song yeah. sounded better. Um, so some was just like that. It wasn't about like the song being any better, but it was just like the mix and the recording quality yeah. we got. It was just like, you know, the one. Um, and then, so that was the second single. And then the third one, I knew that I wanted to release one guitar one because there's a couple of guitar ones on the album. And that way people got like a whole um, visual, maybe of like the whole landscape yeah. of the album. So that's why we chose one of those. And then the fourth single was just like, wrapping it back up with like a very neo soul mm-hmm. um song from the album again to paint this like picture of the diversity mm-hmm. yeah so i'm gonna ask this question i kind of feel like i know the answer to this one but in every cover art for all the singles leading up to cognizance there's a very prominent color in each is that's very intentional Yes. Okay. Okay. Is it? <laughs> yeah. W- what was the thought process going into that? Was it like, it just kind of, this is the it color was, I'm feeling for the song or? Yeah. Yes. It was something I, I had never done. Um, I will say that it is a very popular style of, um, of headshot photography in Los Angeles yep. uh, for creatives. And it's something that I myself had never done. I've never done like a solid color backdrop with me and done like that kind of a headshotty, like mm-hmm. whatever, um, type of photo shoot before. And so it was something I knew I wanted to do, but I wanted to do it with like a retro flare. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. That's basically it. I just like, it was just big girl pants type of shit, man. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, so we made this stuff. We put all this money, all this time, all this heart and soul into it. Yeah. So now how do we market this thing yeah. successfully? How do we, um, embody the energy of the song in a photo how do we get something eye-catching enough that people will like look for a second and all the all those kinds of things were at play in there is a very businessy thing but the shoot itself was creative it was Mm -hmm. fun and like explorative and i mean i love like photo shoots morgan um is who shot everything and he was really wonderful to work with and we actually shot um the the yellow background the red background the green background and the purple Um, in one day, we shot all that in one day with a lot of planning. It was an eight hour, eight hour shoot day and a lot of costume changes and makeup changes. And then the flower ones, which was for the fourth single, Mm because I wasn't sure if we were going to do that. I shot with another uh, photographer named Tammy. Okay. Yeah. That that kind of explains the different style. Like it's Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of in the first three for just trying to do my thing parties over. And I'm sorry, there's a lot of contrast in, mm-hmm. in the uh in the photos and then not saying that man of mine is washed out but it's just very well softer yeah there you go yeah yeah and I, again I was... they're all creative decisions so it's like a very 
feminine energetically mm. song. So we just leaned into that in mm. color palette and like the texture and the feeling and then cognizance actually we the reason you get that washed out is because the yeah. photographer used a literal lens yeah. um, or a literal filter. Yeah. Um, so filters before they were online things or mm. physical things you'd put over yeah. the lens that would change the quality of it. So we used a specific filter for that yeah. to get the effect that we got. When I was when I was building out the uh, the promo graphic for this, I took the uh, the shot from Cognizant, the album cover, like the the raw photo for it, or not the raw photo, but just like the photo without the title on it for the uh for the promo graphic and i was sitting there looking at it i'm like wait did i distort this image like just for whatever reason in my head i was like did i distort this image what did i do what did i do and i went back and looked at like the actual raw photo i was like nope that's just the style that they went with okay are you talking about the one that i posted recently though where i was standing um or are you talking about the actual like cover i actually have the photoshop file sitting right here let me pull it up <laughs> Like, is it the, uh, oh, yeah, is it the, it's the one you're standing you're, you, Yeah. So that's not, that's not the album cover. That's just okay. an additional marketing photo. And okay. it was the first time, first time that I had shared it just the other day. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause Sorry. we were celebrating the one month anniversary of the album. So I gotcha. was saving that photo for something special. Gotcha. Awesome. So it, album's been out about or a little over a month. Uh, what's kind of running through your mind right now? Now that like this four or five years of, hard work is kind of paid off now. Um, I'm really happy overall, like with the, with the love that I've been getting and like the, it seems that people are really enjoying it and connecting with it. And that's all you can really hope for as a, as a musician. Yeah. It's all we want to do is connect with people and make people like feel, feel things, feel like they're not alone, like reflect on their own experiences through the, the assistance of like song and poetry and stuff like that. Um, and also the other thing on the forefront of my mind is, uh, to answer that question is like figuring out how to tour this album now this yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 2023 is going to be a good year to do that. Like 20, I feel like 2022 is kind of that year where a lot of the big names finally got out and toured and did all that stuff. And if, uh, if like indie bands were able to get out and do like a small little loop, cool but if not they kind of stayed locally but this year i think it's just going to be full force like shows everything i've oh yeah i've gotten so many emails about oh hey so-and-so is coming through and they're going to be in dallas or something and i'm like great now i gotta try and <laughs> either go to austin dallas or you know like at least once a week and it's like i i can't afford going to dallas right. once a week that's insane. oh yeah so oh yeah but uh, no, just, I think 2023 is going to be a good year and I'm really excited. Hopefully see you in Texas at some point. That'd be amazing. Yeah, so. I tried, I, I did want to go to South by Southwest this year, but I did not apply. I didn't, I missed the cutoff Yeah. because I didn't, I didn't realize how far out they, they begin accepting oh, yeah. application submissions yeah. for that, which is like six months out. And I, mm. so I just, I wasn't prepared at that point, but it's okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe next year. Yep. Or I mean, next, next year. <laughs> yeah. I actually found out just recently that they do out in East Texas, they do a spoof of South by Southwest called North by Northeast. Mm. And it, it's like a really small festival. It's like, super that's, small. Not in, that's not in Texas. They do North by Northeast in um, Portland or Seattle or wherever that is. It's in the it's, Pacific Northwest. 
they also do one in there was a very it's like super small low key like maybe four mm. bands they do it in east texas as well oh nice is, so like i mean i'm not you know it's just one of those things where it's like i'm sure this one's just so small that they just kind of get away with yeah but mm-hmm. um you know that it's, it's always fun to kind of see those little spin off of things so yeah um so cognizance is out now anybody can it's on spotify all the regular streaming platforms one thing i did want to talk about as we were chatting a little bit ago about like just the fact that you thought 360 degrees about the release of this album i want to kind Mm -hmm. of focus in on this a little bit because i think a lot of musicians could really learn from this because you know they they make this amazing song and then they don't think how to promote it or how to get it out there and it's like you're kind of making the cake without putting eggs in it or, you know, just like something really simple like that. So um, yeah. w- was it from, from when you started writing the song, was it a complete vision from the beginning or did it just kind of no. start, you know, coming no. as you, yeah, good. No, it's definitely wasn't a complete vision there. It's just as an artist, you're just creating when you feel mm-hmm. moved to create. Um, so it just was when I felt moved to create. And then at a certain point in time, the, there was enough songs that I fished through them and like reflected on them and listened to them and was like, which ones actually go together, which ones make sense together. And I'm like, what's, is there a through line in what I was like experiencing at the period of time I was writing all this and that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that's how you create a body of work, which is yeah. what an album is. Um, for people doing singles, I don't think that that's the same process at all. Mm-hmm. But for doing an album, there's, it's not about, I think if you're, that's not true. Some people like set out and they go like, I'm going to write an album right now and write it all in like a week or two weeks together. But for myself, I didn't do that. Yeah. That that's insanity for musicians that can just sit down and bang out an entire album in two weeks. It's like their mind works differently. Right. Yeah. I think actually most artists, and again, not everyone who writes songs is an artist, but I think like most artists who are musicians who if given the the privilege and the space and the opportunity to mm-hmm. be financially supported to just focus on creating i actually think a lot more of us would be able to do something like pump out an album in two weeks i actually don't think that that's that intense mm-hmm. of an expectation of a, of a yeah. creative person who's like a professional creative yeah um i think most of the time it's just life that gets in the way and pulls you away and distracts you and like we're not given the space or the opportunity to pour mm-hmm. ourselves into our art because of everything else we have to do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's real. Cause I, like, dur- especially during that first like full year of the pandemic, I saw a lot of musicians doing um, like a new song, like they were writing brand new songs every single day. And so they were like writing, recording, releasing, right. and they do it for a year straight. And that blew my mind. Like, right. it was just yeah. kind of like, Wow. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of sitting on the same part as that. It's just a little bit longer. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, it was, it's mind boggling. It just it to is. me, because it's like, I sit here and I work on videos and it takes me like a week to get a video concept laid out and all this stuff. And then I see music, some musicians that are able to just do a full body of work in a week or two. And I'm like, I, I don't know how you do it because that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. I feel like they're just incomparable, very different yeah. art forms. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so what, what's kind of the, you'd mentioned that you're trying to figure out the, uh, 
plan as far as touring with the album uh where where do you where are you kind of at there i know you got some dates on the website and whatnot but i mean those are all just so i'm a a full-time musician like Mm -hmm. a working musician so Mm -hmm. most of those are just my job Mm -hmm. um those all a lot of those gigs and they're all local um but so I mentioned I lost a job right mm-hmm. at the, 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 the top of the new year. So yeah. unfortunately, my plans of like touring um, much sooner, I was going to tour like in the spring, yeah. uh, have to kind of be pushed back just because of financial yeah. reasons, unfortunately. Um, I did just raise a little bit of money this past Bandcamp Friday, which was really sweet of people who like contributed and participated in that. Yeah. It like means everything. So I'm setting like that small amount that was raised aside um, to go towards touring, but I definitely, um, according to my story, it's, I want to tour as a four piece band, mm-hmm. um, and not, uh, as much as m- just alone, which is yeah. primarily what I do. Um, which I will do that. I will yeah. tour alone this year because it's easy. It's fast. Yeah. I can go wherever I want, do whatever I want, yeah. but I do want to at least do a, f- a four piece band, like a small band. Mm-hmm. Um, and if maybe not like a huge tour, but just like a couple weeks here, yeah. maybe a couple weeks there and like, you know, do like two, like two or three, like, you know, two week runs, yeah. like throughout the years, like maybe six weeks total with a band. Cause I don't yeah. think that I can afford any more than that right now. For um, sure. yeah. And then I might like before the shutdown, I used to go to like New York every year. I used to go to Nashville every year I used to go to like, there's a bunch of places I would go every year. And um, right before the shutdown, uh, for just for example, like Nashville, I went there alone, but then yeah. I, you know, like hired a band there mm-hmm. in town. Cause there's so many amazing talented players there. Yeah. So I might do that if I can't like literally bring everyone with me from here, <laughs> but the plan is to like, just get out there in the world and figure it out and not over overwork myself though, where my health is, you know, yeah. <laughs> completely I mean, ruined, but you got to take care of yourself. Like, I, yeah. I've definitely been on trips where like, cro- like taking cross country road trips where it's just like, all right, we don't sleep for two weeks. Like we're going, we're just driving, right. you know, right. and then you come back and you come back from this trip and you wonder why you're deathly ill. And it's cause you hadn't slept in two weeks and you've been eating potato chips from the gas station, you know, just, yeah. So, um, what's, uh, what's one place you're really hoping to get to this year? I know you said before the pandemic, you traveled. Yeah. Um, I'd like to return to the Pacific Northwest only because I haven't been there since 2017, actually. It's been a really, really long time. Um, so I'd like to do like Oregon, Washington, Idaho, et cetera, et cetera. Just like, um, I definitely want to go to back to Nashville because I miss it and probably do like Nashville, Louisville, like Atlanta, do, do that little, thing. definitely want to go back to New York. Um, normally when I go to New York, I just stay in New York, but I would like to, if possible this time, do like a Jersey, Philly, New York, do like the try, you know, this triangle over there. And then I'm also trying to go back to Alaska, um, which I had so much fun touring in before the shutdown and haven't been back since. Um, so we'll see I'm, I'm hoping to go back there again. And then the last place would be just like, Definitely. I mean, California, which yeah. is where I live, um, yeah. Arizona, just that, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't, Texas as of now, I, I would like to go, but I just don't know anybody. So yeah. I would have to do a lot of research about local yeah. bands and venues. I'd be starting from scratch in Texas. Yeah. I know nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, 
Texas is a big place. Like oh, it's yeah. it, it's one of those things where you know, like the the issue that I have where I, so I'm in Waco, Texas is we're right in the we're like in the middle of the triangle between Dallas, Houston, and Austin. So mm. any musician that comes out of like this area that starts to get a little bit of attention or starts to get a little bit of a following, they're going to they're moving to Dallas, Houston, or Austin. Right. And they leave as quickly as they can. Right. And that's right. Uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I get it. It's unfortunate, but you know, so you you get the uh, musicians that you can while you can, but uh, a lot of them are going to mostly Austin because I mean it's Austin. Let, let's be honest here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot of really cool venues, a lot of independent friendly venues in Texas, just in general. So. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's there's the whole middle of the country. I would like love to tour just because I've heard so many amazing things from just so many people that I know from having been in the music industry for so long that mm -hmm. like tour and you just get treated really well. And mm -hmm. like people put you up places to sleep. There's like yeah. a different, uh, courtesy that comes, I think from touring in the middle of the country than you get on the coasts. Yeah. Um, but I've also heard that it's mostly like, uh, for lack of a better word, working class musician gigs, meaning yeah. that you're doing like three hours, four hours, yeah. even if you're an, an artist, an original yeah. artist, unless you're doing like a showcase, right. Or obviously if you're doing a night with multiple bands, mm -hmm. but like normally you're doing three hours and stuff, which I, which I do professionally, yeah. but touring that is yeah. almost impossible. If yeah. you're singing three for, hours for, a night, yeah. every single night for weeks, right. And you have to talk to fans yeah. and sell merch and stuff. Like you won't have a voice by day five. Yeah. You'll just be exhausted. And then it'll come back on day eight and you'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and it, it's I'm also kidding, one of those but... things where on those working class gigs where you're really not playing that much originals. Cause you're yes. probably at a bar. You're entertainment. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they want to, which is like, which is amazing. And like, those are totally fun gigs and those gigs help offset the cost of tour. And that's, yeah. you got to do those gigs honestly yeah. but i'm like yeah so it's just it's kind of negotiating all that and how realistic um how yeah. long we want to be out how far it takes to get there all, all those things yeah but yeah. i definitely have like tour aspirations and i i love being out on the road i love meeting new people so mm. definitely for anyone out there who wants to like have me come to where you live. Like, please feel free to message me on social media. Um, I'm also on bands in town. Um, yes. I love doing house concerts. If anyone's like, if you need an excuse, we'll host you here. Like I'm yeah. super open. Um, so feel free to reach out to me. <laughs> awesome. I will. There's a venue that I, I don't want to say work closely with, but I know the owner and he's always looking for bands out in Roswell, New Mexico. So if you oh, ever fine. want to go hang out with the aliens. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> uh, but you brought up New York and it's been a dream. I've said this for the last six months that I was going to go to New York at some point this year. Okay. And I still want to make that happen, but yeah. I was going to go, I was going to go catch a baseball game because I'm a Chicago White Sox fan and they play. There was a weekend that I had available that the White Sox were going to be in New York. And I was like, Oh, nice. cool. I'm going to go watch that game, except the tickets are already sold out. Like I, mm. I didn't know that the, uh, Yankee, well, I didn't know that Yankees tickets sell out like that. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, I see how it is, <laughs> but no, it's still New York. So like, uh, would be a bucket list item to get. I off. mean, it, that's such a, 
easily attainable goal for you, yeah. Tom. So I think you got that. Yeah. <laughs> it's only, it's only the beginning of February. So you've got, you got a oh, yeah, whole sure. year to figure that out. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And it's one of those things where it's just kind of like it, I haven't done it yet. So in the back of my head, it's like, I've, I've had seven years to do it. Just pick a weekend and go. Yeah. So I think like my advice, if you're willing to hear it for anything like that, yeah. for anybody in the planet is if you're like, I would like to do this, mm -hmm. buy the ticket. Yeah. yeah. And even if it's like nine months away, you buy your plane ticket and then you're like, Oh shit, I guess I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah. And then you, and you buy it far enough out there. You're like, okay, what am I going to do when I get there? What am I doing? Where am I staying? What all this stuff yeah. comes after If you do one action mm -hmm. to like, start that momentum mm -hmm. then it'll just it'll all of a sudden the date will be there and you're like oh crap i guess i'm leaving tomorrow to yeah. go do the thing that i wanted to do so just just do it just take one little baby step and all the details you can fill in later that's fair very fair yeah it's actually now that you mention it that way that's kind of what i did to go visit my dad i'm going to visit my dad in a couple of weeks and he for the last nine months to a year he's been like you you really need to come down to Florida and visit me because yeah. like, I haven't been back down to Florida since my mom passed away. So it was just mm. kind of like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, he That's comes rough. here, we meet in Chicago. I don't necessarily need to go back to Florida. Right. And for like the last, specifically the last six months, he was like, you really need to come down to Florida and just mm. hang out. And I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do, you know, just kind of pushing it off. And then about a month ago, I just randomly was on kayak and they had a ticket from Dallas to Miami for 106 bucks round trip. Nice. Whoa. And I'm like, I've got 106 bucks. All right. Ordered it. And I called my dad. I'm like, well, oh, uh, uh, Hey, uh, what are you doing? February, whatever to whatever. He's like, Oh, I'm getting ready to put in my work schedule now. So why? And I'm like, I just bought a ticket. And I'm coming nice. down and he's like, all right, cool. Nice. So, That's yeah. great. Yeah. It's uh, it was very spontaneous the way it happened. So That's amazing. Yeah. So with, uh, with Cognizance out now, are you already looking where are you kind of at as far as new music or are you just kind of always writing or, you know, <laughs> I, so I'm laughing because, um, I do have new music already. Okay. Um, I have been continuing to write, but it's so, I think it's the, the musician's plight to, because yeah. I've been sitting with these songs for a while, but no one else in the world has. So yeah. I have to resist the urge of moving on mm. so that I can do my due diligence and give this album justice. Yeah. So as far as anyone's concerned, no, I have not, no, 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 no new music at all. Only cognizance. You must yeah. listen to cognizance for at least the next year before I give anyone anything else. Cause so yeah. much money yeah. and time and like so much went into it. So I can't move, move on that fast, but I do. Yes. I have stuff, Yeah. but maybe, maybe next year, even that's, though I'm ready, I'm ready to do it now, but I won't let myself. I can't. That's very fair because you know, it's like, if you think of cognizance, like you started writing in 2018 and then obviously 2020 hits and you're not able to get 
get, get like everything recorded and done yeah. until I mean, I'm, I'm a year and a half behind schedule, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always something that I bring up, like especially because it feels weird to still be talking about the pandemic, but in reality, everybody's a year, you're at least a year and a half behind schedule as far as releasing stuff. So some people are fast tracking it where it's like, okay, we're just releasing as much as we humanly can. And then some people are just kind of like, Nope, I'm just going to move the entire schedule down a year and a half. Yeah. I just think it's, I think this is the best album that I've ever made. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so grateful that it happened Mm -hmm. that I I do want to allow myself to, to relish the, you know, the, the follow through and the success of just having done it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the first album that I've ever made a vinyl record for. Nice. Um, there's, there's a lot of elements involved. Um, and also including me have not having toured this music yet mm-hmm. because it's, you know, so much has happened in between. Yeah. And I, I did, I went out of town a lot last year, but only in California. I didn't leave mm-hmm. the state last year, but I did do like 16 different cities in California. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, it's worth, I think, waiting and it's worth sharing this. And I, I just, based on like what I've heard and like, like the really sweet things people have been writing me and messaging me, I know that there's a place and a reason and a purpose for this album Mm. and this music. And I just want to give it some time to breathe, you know? Yeah. Very fair. That's a hundred percent fair. So with Cognizance, other than the singles that you had released, was this the first time that anybody had heard this music or had you been playing it at shows prior? Well, I had been playing it because again, 2018. So I, there was probably, let me think, probably like five of the out of 13 songs I was playing live, um, which was actually really positive. And again, like, like maybe like one or two of them I played in 2018, but then like the other ones were in 2019, for yeah. example, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. For- um, I think it's really important to play your songs live before you record them, because that's how you figure out if you like it or not, if you want to edit it, if you or not, if you figure out different like instrumentation for it. Mm-hmm. And um, I am known like locally for playing with a pretty big band in Los Angeles, anywhere from like six to like 12 people just depends Um, so yeah, so some of these like bigger songs, like parties over, for example, is an older one that I've been playing that I already knew what was going to be on it. I'd Mm -hmm. I'd been playing with strings for years. Um, the horns were what were new. I didn't, I haven't played with horns really live before, um, until my album release show was the first time I've done horns live, but I knew I wanted them on the, on the album and on the song. So yeah, point of my story is about five of them on the record people have heard in the world, which is like parties over mm-hmm. and home and unfortunate men and rebel walls. Um, definitely those four, those have been like a part of my set for sure. Since 2018, anybody who's heard me live since then, but a lot of the other ones like, um, bang, bang and man of mine and just trying to do my thing and goat and bull. And I'm sorry. And, yeah. um, have you ever hit love away? All these, all these other ones I wrote, uh, when was that? Like, towards like maybe mid 2019. Mm. And that's when I was like, I'm ready to go in the studio. I have yeah. like the albums done, you know? So that's why we're going to go in 2020. Cause all these other songs kind of came after and you can tell they're, they're, they're just, I was starting to morph and change into a different person. I think through a lot of stuff that I went through even before yeah. the shutdown. Um, yeah. I hope that answered your question, but yeah, no, a lot it, of them are, are, 
have not been heard until the record. Gotcha. Yeah. That, you know, because it's always kind of interesting, you know, some musicians that are just starting to write their own music, it, like they write it and then they record it and they don't, there's really not that lag time to write it, let it like naturally mature and <laughs> gain its own, like I like to say, let it gain its own legs. Cause when you play it, it's like, okay, in your head, it's a, it's an up-tempo number but then when you play it, people are just kind of not responding it to it. And then you kind of slow it down or you mm. like change it. And then you kind of see where people start to respond to it. But a lot of the younger musicians nowadays, because they're starting to write so young and maybe they just can't get out and play shows because let's be honest, a lot of the venues are bars and they're not going to let a 14 year old come in and play music. Mm -hmm. uh, when, I mean, I guess yeah. LA is like a completely different animal because unless you're what is it? 18? You got to be 18 to play shows in LA? Um, it, it depends. There's, there's places where you can be any age, but okay. they're mostly uh, open mics or coffee shops or okay. different, different environment. Um, I had heard different situations where they, uh, some musicians went out to LA to play and they weren't allowed to because they weren't 18 or 20, whatever it was. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought that was, like I think I, I don't think it's not a state rule. It's just like a venue whatever they want to do in their private business. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. For yeah. Sure. For sure. I was going to say, I think that like, I actually think it's really great to, mm -hmm. so every single song that I've ever written and I'm not exaggerating, I've never edited ever just to be clear. So what changed, what changes for me is like the instrumentation, mm -hmm. like how I imagine it being captured in a rec, like a record yeah. setting as opposed to like a live setting. Um, so I don't think that young, young people out there need to necessarily edit their work. It's just mm -hmm. more about if you're writing songs that like make you happy mm -hmm. and that you connect with, and that is the most important thing to you, then mm -hmm. you're already where you need to be. Mm -hmm. If you want to write songs where you're like, but I intentionally want people to like booty clap to this, yeah. then maybe, then maybe you need to edit it. So it specifically falls into yeah. like your end goal. But for me, mm -hmm. I am, I'm just writing to write. I'm not writing with like an end goal of who I'm trying to manipulate or who I'm trying to yeah. like, you know, like I'm not, um, trying to stay in one lane, I suppose, mm -hmm. of, of, of genre or a vibe or whatever. So yeah. It's just I'm organic writing. So, and I, I'm very grateful that whatever reason, like when I write a song, if I think it's dope, like if I don't think it's dope, I'll like rework it and I'll edit it in that regard, like privately. Mm -hmm. But if I think it's dope, the second I play it for myself once and I finish it, I'm like, that's fucking dope. Yeah. Then I, I never edit myself ever again. I'm like, it's dope. If I like it, it's dope. <laughs> for sure. So you, you kind of, you mentioned that during the process of writing this album is you started going through a metamorphosis from uh, when you first started to like the end product, did you, when you finally got to the point where you were in the studio and like ready to record, did you think about, was there kind of a point where you thought maybe I should go back and rework some of these earlier songs to kind of never, no, no, you know, just cause it's like, it, <laughs> it, it, not, not saying one way or the other, it's just like, usually, or sometimes I've heard some people say like, when they go through that metamorphosis, it's like, okay, these four songs don't fit anymore. So let me either go back, rewrite them or replace, you know, like whatever it is. So 
I had a list of 18 songs Mm -hmm. and I, and I, uh, put it down to 13. So I just picked the ones that I felt were the, were the best and were Mm -hmm. from the same period of time. And that I felt like had to be together Mm -hmm. as like one cohesive project. Um, I maybe would say that I, I did spend time, um, editing, uh, and composing specifically like string parts yeah. and like horn parts, but I wasn't like editing the song itself. Like the lyrics or like the melody or the, when the verse and the chorus, like the structure of the song, none of that was edited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it's just, it's, there's so much that goes into an album. So it's always interesting to kind of just dive into these little things that most people won't think about. Yeah. And so Another thing that I wanted to talk about, because you've mentioned it several times about it in the album, you have like the big full band with strings, horns and stuff like that. But then, yes, occasionally you'll do those big band live mm-hmm. shows. But in theory, you'd like to, you know, do your you also do like those smaller shows, whether it's you acoustic or you with the or you as a four piece. Do you ever worry about misrepresenting yourself? Because like I've seen a lot of musicians that they put out these albums that are like these fully produced things and mm-hmm. then they go and play and it's just them solo acoustic and mm-hmm. it's just kind of like two different vibes. Yeah. I think, um, uh, the kind of music that I write in general is probably going to draw more of an audiophile type audience. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the music I write is for like people who only listen to top 40. Yeah. Um, so most people who are going to become fans of mine are, are going to be willing to participate in that diversity. And they're mm-hmm. going to like that. My live set is different than my yeah. um, audio recording. Cause it's two different art forms yeah. being a live performer and a, and a, and a studio, um, mm-hmm. you know, a recording artist, as they say, I think are two different art forms. Um, yeah. But no, I think that um, maybe another like advantage is that I'm doing all organic music. Like mm-hmm. it's not digital music. So I think if you do like this really big clubby yeah. um, electronic, like highly produced music and then you play acoustic it, it will be really jarring mm-hmm. um which is why a lot of people play with tracks now when they yeah. play live because they can't go without it but for me i think because every single thing that i'm recording is all just organic live mm-hmm. music that you still get that feeling even yeah. if i'm alone yeah. um and uh i like leaving in general uh, if you listen to the album i like leaving a lot of space for mm-hmm. especially drums and bass to mm-hmm just be dope anyway. Yeah. So I think if you, I think if you have drums and bass and singing, I actually don't think you need anything fucking else. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. I happen to be a pianist. So I, I would prefer to play a piano as well, but I don't think yeah. that, I think those are the three things that people connect with the most are mm-hmm. feeling the most. So even like a three piece, I think you're, you're set. Yeah. Um, like, but yeah, me, I've also, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say for me, it's like, as long as you can, recreate it live even if it's not to the like i'm not listening to listening to it to the t be like oh oh there was a snare hit that they met you know like they don't have that snare hit and like i'm right i'm not listening to it that close but as long as it's like if you you produce a song and it's got like drums guitar piano and you know like a that sort of stuff but then you Mm. come out and all you're playing is acoustic guitar it's like yeah, I think it's like I said, like, yeah. so here's like a weird example. Mm-hmm. If um, if Elton John came out and played Benny and the Jets by himself on a piano, mm-hmm. you wouldn't feel let down That's fair. just Very because fair. there isn't yeah. drums and bass there because yeah. he wrote and sang the song, mm-hmm. well, with the help of Bernie, but you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
like, and I, I'm a similar artist in the sense that a hundred percent of the song I'm playing and composed the entire mm -hmm. time yeah. in my bedroom mm -hmm. as a singer songwriter first. Yeah. So yeah. Everything else is just like fluff yeah. that was added. So yeah. I think when you strip it down again, that doesn't work with every genre, but yeah. I think specifically for singer songwriters, mm -hmm. like it was written on with a voice and an instrument. So when you take everything away, you yeah. still have the meat or the bones, maybe not the yeah. meat, but you have like the bones of the song. Yeah. And then like the drums and the bass are like the muscle and yeah. like the guitar and the strings and the horns and the harmonies and all that are all just like yeah. flesh and skin and extra mm. stuff that makes it a pretty person. But the bones are, are there without yeah. any of it. That's and, right. that's, and that's what makes a good song, right? Yeah. When you have just the bones and they're delicious by themselves. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. hundred percent understood. Yeah. Um, so obviously I think, oh, and really quick to add to that. Yeah. However, if I had the budget, like when people hear my music with my big band, mm -hmm. they're like, oh my God, I get your music yeah. in a different way. Like, because when I'm writing it, even when I'm playing just on piano and my voice, I hear every single thing mm -hmm. in my brain, yeah. like all at once. And I'm like, man, if only everyone could hear what I hear, you know, and that's, that's like the beauty of like making an album and doing that. And also again, yeah. in LA, I can play those big shows, like, because mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of amazingly talented friends. I have yeah. like relationships with venues. I have like, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. in uh, in other places, like, yeah, I would need like a guarantee of like a few thousand dollars to pull that shit off oh, yeah. for a show, you oh, know, yeah, like minimum. Sure. Yeah. But I really to... want to, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Roswell, New Mexico is not going to be able to pay you. For, you know, just like well, a small city like that, you know. They might. Maybe. Yeah, so, they might. So speaking of LA, since that's where you're based out of, is LA starting to come back around? Because I know there was like that big exodus of people. Is it starting to kind of come back around? Or I think um, every single city is a constantly ever-changing beast. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's ever fixed. Um, I think so the job that I lost at the beginning of the year without going into too much detail was for six years, I've run a weekly musicians open mic mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. Um, and for, since the shutdown, like since reopening, we reopened in October or in August of 2021. And I didn't mm -hmm. take one week off oh, wow. until they, uh, they're shutting down the venue mm -hmm. long story, blah, blah, blah. But, um, the, the benefit of that, which is why I'm bringing it up is that I, there are so many new musicians who have moved to LA and because of hosting an event like that and being a curator and a booker, mm -hmm. I've gotten to meet like 200 new people who have moved here wow. just like, and who moved here during the shutdown. Mm -hmm. All of them are like, I moved here in 2020 or, yeah. you know, and I'm like, that's crazy that you moved yeah. here during that time. Yeah. So I think that there's tons of new music, tons of new, like young excited, passionate talent. There's also like just so many amazing like jam nights here. There's so many amazing, there's just such di music diversity and you can go out literally seven nights a week to see and experience incredible live music in LA. And it's one of the reasons I think most of us put up with how much the rent is and anything else is because it's such a vibrant, alive, mm -hmm city for for art and music it's it's inspiring constantly and yeah. like yeah there's a lot of opportunity there's a lot of like growth there's a lot to explore so i personally think that it's 
dope still. (laughs) Well, it's one of those things where it's like uh, during the pandemic, everybody, I think, Oh, I'm going to say everybody had that realization that tomorrow is not guaranteed. So whatever my dream is, I got to go for it. And so while yes, there was a mass exodus of people leaving LA, there was just as many people that were from insert small town America here it's like, oh, I want to move to LA. And they moved to yeah. LA. Yeah. yeah. And they just made it happen. Yeah. So. I think a lot of um, because I did have a lot of friends leave LA too. And their their reason was I'm only here to do music. And if I can't do live music, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Um, so they moved. Mm-hmm. But I think uh and, and a lot of those people move because they have like their whole family still lives yeah. somewhere. So mm-hmm. they just went back to their family, right? To yeah. save money and all that. Um, for me, that wasn't an option. Number one, I, it wasn't something where somewhere else I could have fucking gone. Yeah. Um, and also like, I'm a SoCal native. So I'm like, yeah. where, where would I go? Yeah. Like, where am I going to go? I, for sure. You know, it's like, yeah. you, you could have up and moved to Nashville, but it would just be, you're in the same boat, but just in Nashville, you know, it's like, you, yeah, th- there's a difference between moving for a purpose and moving just to move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So whether it's yeah. moving to chase your dreams or, you know, just to get out of a bad situation, it's like, that's a purpose to move. But if it's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to just go move to Nashville because why not? It's like, yep. well, then you're just moving to move. And yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is great. Yeah. I mean, moving just to move, I support it. If people have that kind of spirit, why not? Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like I talked to, I'm in a relationship. So I just talked to my partner and we were like, that's, are, are you done here? Are you ready? We don't want to live here forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to like buy property here and like yeah. commit to that. But I, I was like, you're not done yet. I'm not done. Okay. So we're going to, we're not done yet. We're not done yeah. with the city yet. So we're staying. Yeah. yeah. I, I've started having that conversation with myself about Texas and it's like, all right, I, I've come to realize it's either staying in Texas or going to Nashville. Those are kind of like my own not my only two options, but those are the only ones that I want to do right now. And I just, this past week, I was like, you know what? If I had a job offer in Austin and a job offer in Nashville, I'm not leaving Texas. Texas is amazing. Mm. I love Texas. And it's just for the more than the fact that I could walk into a place, not know anybody. And they treat me by that, by at least they pretend like I, they know who I am or they pretend like I'm their best friend. You know, it's like they treat, there's a certain level of friendship mm-hmm. that everybody just kind of shares with each other. Yeah. You can That's go great. into a place and it's like, Oh, who's this guy? You know, like there's definitely like that, but for the most part, I've never been more welcome in any place in my life. So That's great. That's yeah. important. Yeah. So, um, so what else have you been up to outside of music? What are you, what are you doing just kind of to decompress these days? Um, I'll just talk about last year. Cause I feel like this year has been so fresh and I yeah. literally was focused on nothing but the release for yeah. the entire first month. Um, but last year um, I'm a really big nature person and my boyfriend and I went to six national parks last year. Nice. Um, we made it the year of national parks because we, literally again, hadn't been anywhere for like a year and a half. We, I mean, we did a lot of like local hikes, but we didn't like, you know, we weren't on a plane or renting cars or going. So, um, so yeah, so last year was our year of hikes and our year of national parks. So we went to six national parks, we camped, we did like 
really, really big hikes, like, you know, 14 mile hikes, like really big, uh, grades, a lot of climbing. Um, so that's mostly, that's mostly what I did last year was like played shows, went to nature. And then, um, I also nanny like occasionally part-time. So like hang out, hang out with little kids, go to nature and climb stuff, play music. That's basically that's nice. basically my life. And then, you know, see friends when you can and like mm-hmm. get food and like oh. do the human stuff. Yeah. I that's basically to, all I do. I need to start going to more national parks. I recently, my dad and his, his, I don't know what they're calling their relationship, but we'll call her a friend and okay. his friend, they were cleaning out a, um, a storage locker that my dad has a lot of his stuff in right now. And they found my golden pass that I got mm. when I was super young for all the national parks. So I can get into mm-hmm. any national park for free. And it's like, I wish I'd have had this in 2019 when I was going through national parks, it would have saved me 20 bucks. A yeah. Pop, you know? Well, you just buy it there. Yeah. So you know but, about that? No, I no. So when you go to a national park at the gate uh-huh. at any national park, you can buy a new pass. Oh, wow. They're okay. called, it's called an annual pass. It's not yeah. free forever. It's only for a year. Yeah. Um, and they're, it's normally about $88 to like, a, yeah. or I don't know if they've increased that rate, but it was $88. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. you can buy it at any front gate of any national park. But the kicker for this was mine was free. I didn't have to pay for it because mm. I would, it was, uh, I have a physical disability. So I, mm. I went to a national park when I was really young. And they're like, oh, you get a golden pass because like, they're just trying to get people uh, out a little bit more. And so oh, they, wow. they found this thing sitting in my mom in one of my mom's old boxes. Wow. And they're like, hey, do you still go to like national parks? I'm like, I could have used this like a couple different times because like it was closer to drive through the national park. Wow. Yeah. Are they going to mail it to you? I got it in the mail about a week ago. So nice. trying to see if I have it sitting around here, but I can't. That's say. amazing. That's so cool. I'm excited. I guess it'll be uh, just an opportunity to get out a little bit and yeah. you know, just go do some nature stuff. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute blast chatting with you. I'm glad we were yeah. able to get this back or get you back on and, you know, hopefully it won't, or we'll get you back on and hopefully it won't be a year, but we'll see, you know, <laughs> see what you got coming up. And uh, if anybody wants to listen to the album or any of that fun stuff, where can they find you online? Um, you can go to brendacarseyart.com. Um, C-A-R-S-E-Y is how you spell Carsey. And all of my socials are Brenda Carsey Art. So any website slash Brenda Carsey art I'm on streaming platforms, just Brenda Carsey, or you could just Google me. Cause I, I will inevitably pop up with like tons of pages. <laughs> gotcha. I'm awesome. findable. That's good. Being findable is always good. <laughs> I'm easily findable. You could do it. <laughs> nice. Awesome. And then uh, for uh, all the young musicians out there, what's one piece of advice you have for them? One piece of advice I have is do what makes you happy first before doing what makes other people happy. You'll have a lot more fun and you'll be more uh, honest and create art that actually makes you happy. For sure. hundred percent agreed. Well, once again, Brenda, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been yeah, an absolute blast. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate if, you having me. If I ever make it, if not, if I ever make it, if next time I make it out to LA or you make it to Texas, yes. 
we'll 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 get something going and you know we always do live casts and live set jam sessions and all that fun stuff so yeah. definitely love to do something in the future yeah awesome thank well, one, you once again thank you so much for hanging out with us thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you all tomorrow morning oh wow i got a podcast tomorrow morning i just realized that. <laughs> wow okay go to uh, sleep <laughs> yeah. but uh once again thank you everybody and we will see you all in the morning